0: We. Are. I. In order to be able to understand this topic in a little bit greater detail, I thought I would kind of lay this out in, in a sequencing, you know, event, and or maybe not a sequencing event, but uh just a, an understanding of the different processes that happen in regards to generating energy in the body. And, you know, yesterday we were talking about the, the glycogen stores in the muscles and the liver and just how many units of energy are stored in the body of glycogen, just free glycogen floating around in the body, and then that little backup reserve by the liver that says, you know, hey, we need a we need a little bit more. It's like that reserve fuel tank, you know, in regards to the, the liver, you can look at this as being that extra gas tank, you know, in the back of a truck when you need just a little bit more, or the jerry can, I guess, uh, more specifically, if I just need a little bit more energy to get me to this gas station or, you know, to get me a little bit further down the road. You know, and that's that those glycogen stores. So the part that is the most inefficient in the body, and this is kind of the the crossroads I really feel like where people are at. And when when I think of proper metabolic function, it's the switching between a glucose-based system and an oxidization of lipids in the body, you know, which is just the breakdown of fats, just a fancy way of saying breakdown of fats. Now this process, you know, when we look at we have this adipose tissue on the body, you know, adipose tissue just being the the fat on the body. So just for those of you that don't know, it's not that we intake fat and this turns directly into fat on the body. That's a, a fallacy in itself. And if that was the case, everybody on the ketogenic diet would be morbidly obese very quickly. But you know. When we think of adipose tissue on the body, this is really just a storage of excess energy. You know, the, the excess of of energy that our body can't use at a specific time. And this was the whole concept of eating smaller meals more frequently, saying you're not going to flood your body with a bunch of energy. It doesn't really need and a bunch of macro micro, micronutrients It doesn't really need at any given time. So it doesn't feel like it needs to store those units of energy, you know, for a future date. And this is what happens when we, you know, drink like these 600 calorie Starbucks drinks. And, you know, then we also have a muffin to be able to go with it. And, you know, we're tilting the scales at almost a thousand calories, you know, that you're sitting in your cars, you know, in, uh, rush hour traffic to be able to go sit in the office, it's like, well, what makes you think that you need a 1000 calories to be able to do that? Like you don't like you might need at best like a couple hundred, you know, but people fail to be able to realize that now, this specific uh, conversion of adipose tissue, you know, into glucose that we can use our in our bodies is efficient energy again, like kind of the core principle behind a ketogenic diet It's called like policies, you know, to be able to attain energy from fat, triglycerides must be broken down by hydrolysis into their two principal components, you know, fatty acids and glycerol. This process is called lipolysis, which takes place in the cytoplasm. And, you know, when you look at, okay, well, let's break this down a little bit further. Like, what is the cytoplasm? And if we look at the cytoplasm being inside the cell, this is this is the liquid that's inside the cell, that everything kind of is housed in. That's you know everything is suspended in this cytoplasm, the the liquid, the juice, inside the cell, inside all cells. Now, like this is where we have this, you know, these triglycerides. They go through that cell wall, you know, into into the cell, and then they they break down in that cytoplasm to be able to be pushed into the Krebs cycle. So the resulting fatty acids, you know, through the oxidization, you know, through beta oxidization into acetyl-CoA, which is then used into the Krebs cycle. The Krebs cycle is that, you know, look at it as a hydroelectric dam. And, you know, sorry if I'm kind of thinking of easy analogies along the way, if it feels like I'm losing my train of thought, I'm not. I have a clear train of thought. I'm just trying to think of clear analogies to be able to help, Draw this in. So think of think of this as like a hydroelectric dam. Now, behind the hydroelectric dam, we have we've built this wall with this water behind it. And let's say the water behind it is all of the all the triglycerides in the body, like all, all this this adipose tissue. Let's just look at it as far back as we can go. let's say it's the adipose t- tissue behind the wall. Now, when we have that water go through those viaducts in the hydroelectric dam, that's like passing through the cell wall. You know, when we get into the the turbines, this is like the the cytoplasm. It's using that adipose tissue to be able to, to do something. It's breaking it down. You know, then it gets pushed into... The Krebs cycle will actually fundamentally turn, you know, that adipose tissue into ATP. So that's that, that position right there is where we're actually turning the turbine. So look at the Krebs cycle is turning the turbine. The water, the adipose tissue has come in to the turbine. It started to spin the turbine out the, the byproduct of the turbine spinning is electricity. Which in this case is the ATP. It's the energy that we then can use. Just like the electricity that we now then can use. You feel me? Just let that kind of marinate for a little bit. You know, and again, it's it doesn't need to be that exact same, you know, correlation. But it's a very easy way to be able to look at it. Also, look at the Krebs cycle is, you know, the... The adipose tissue is like the wood in a fire. The fire in its entirety is like the Krebs cycle. But the adipose tissue is like the logs that go into the fire, the fuel source. And the heat that we then get from the fire is like the ATP, because we can use that fire to be able to cook, to be able to feel warm, to be able to scare predators away. That, that fire becomes this useful tool. And this is what ATP is, adenosine triphosphate. We can use that. That's, that's what we use for muscle energy so that our body itself can perform this task. Because again, ATP is a unit of energy. Fire heat is a unit of energy. So, you know, whatever correlation that you can use in your mind, like hopefully a few of those examples, you know, really help. So, again, if we kind of recap that a little bit, maybe it's going to be slightly easier now to be able to draw like a, a necessary correlation on your own. So, again, we have this breakdown of fat into glucose that's called lipolysis. That's to obtain energy from fat. Like Triglycerides must be broken down by hydrolysis into their two principal components. Fatty acids and glycerol. The process of lipolysis takes place in the cytoplasm. Remember that cytoplasm is the liquid inside the cell. The resulting fatty acids are oxidized by beta oxidization into acetyl-CoA. That acetyl-CoA is what's used in the Krebs cycle. So that acetyl-CoA is the logs in our fire. And they are a byproduct of burning adipose tissue or converting adipose tissue into a useful molecule that the Krebs cycle that can use. Because the Krebs cycle is used by that acetyl-CoA. Whether we get that from lipolysis or whether we get that through the breakdown of you know the um, the sugars that are in the body, the glycogen from our muscles in our liver. that glycogen goes through the Krebs cycle just like what the adipose tissue does. The Krebs cycle is our our power plant for creating energy. And again, whether that energy is going to come from the only two places, whether that's you know from the the glycogen in the muscles in the liver or it comes from the adipose tissue, Like those are the two sources of energy and that's the power plant. That's our power plant of our body. And that power plant can get backed up. It's the same thing as, you know, a hydroelectric dam. You know, you can't put all of the water from behind the dam through the turbines Even if you have the spillways cracked wide open, all the water is not going to go through. It's going to get backed up. Only so much water can be processed by the dam at one point in time. That's it. And that's kind of the point behind it. Is, you know, we don't want to create too much water behind the dam. We want some water behind the dam. Like, that's our backup. But we don't want too much water behind there. We don't want it spilling over the top. So when we kind of go back to like, you know, now we're at the Krebs cycle, this this place where we're creating this energy, that the glycerols that is released from triglycerides after lipolysis directly enters the glycolysis pathway is DHAP. Because one triglyceride molecule yields three fatty acid molecules which has much as 16 or more carbons in each one. Fat molecules yield more energy than carbohydrates and are a more important source of energy for the human body. And this is where we come back to this, that triglycerides yield more than twice the energy per unit of mass when compared to carbohydrates and protein because we know that 9 grams, or sorry, 1 gram of fat, triglycerides, has nine gram or nine sorry I keep fucking that up it has nine calories per gram and something we've talked about lots is that you know carbohydrates and protein only have four calories per gram and this is what been the kind of like the basis of that human thought process that triglycerides they like They have an astronomically high negative impact on the body because this is how you air quotes get fat. But this is completely not true. Like we know this not to be true. But again, when you break it down in its most simplest form and you're just like, oh, well, there's nine calories per gram of triglycerides and there's four calories per gram of carbohydrates and protein. Why wouldn't I eat just protein and carbohydrates? Well, again, I mean, there's a lot of reasons, you know, you know, because we need and triglycerides are more beneficial for the body. They are, you know, if you have one, one gram of triglycerides, but you can get, you know, kind of a, a two and a half X return on that. Why is a body, why wouldn't you want to use that? It's like if I gave you a dollar and said, if you use this dollar, it's actually worth a 2.5 X. But I also give you another dollar that's just worth a dollar. You're like, well, why the fuck would I ever use dollar B if I can use dollar A and get up to a 2.5X return? Well, it would be foolish. Well, your body looks at it that same way. Like, why would I why would I use this dollar, this inefficient dollar? Why wouldn't I use dollar B where I get a 2.5x return on this? Sounds like a lot better lot better return on the body, no? easier for the body because it's still the same gram if we look at the impact on the body a gram is a gram you can't change the the mass you can't change the mass of that molecule if it's if it's a gram it's a gram but if you can take that gram and you can make get a 2.5x return out of it well now we're talking so you know kind of let this formulate in the mind You know, also, therefore, when glucose levels are low, when blood sugar levels are low, triglycerides can be converted into acetyl-CoA molecules and used to generate ATP through aerobic respiration. Well, we know this because this is the ketogenic diet. This is the ketogenic diet 101, right? And this is, to me, like I said, in my mind, when I think of metabolic flexibility, and this is what really brings to me like overall health to people as being metabolically flexible enough where you can continually switch between a ketogenic based system of burning energy and a glucose based system of burning energy. Metabolic flexibility is very key. And again, whether you are prolonged fasting, intermittent fasting, or on a ketogenic diet itself, this is what you're creating. This is ultimately what you are doing in the body is creating an efficiency between these systems. Well, why wouldn't you want to burn the fat in your body at a greater rate? It doesn't that just make more sense, especially if you have an excess of units of energy on the body. It just makes the most sense. And I think that you can logically come to that conclusion. I don't know whether the way that I broke it down ended up making things more confusing or not. You know, but like that's just, it's a, it's a perspective to be able to understand. And maybe you need to listen to this like two or three times to be able to be like, oh, that's what he's talking about. But once you, once you build a correlation, and this is why I gave the hydroelectric dam analogy and why I gave the fire, the wood-burning fire Analogy is because if you can find an analogy to be able to to correlate this to, it's gonna be far easy to be able to understand how simple it is. Like the the process itself, very complex, but this is where the simplicity of it really comes in, and we have the opportunity, right? So when we look at a, when we look at ketogenesis in the body, and you know, just being on a ketogenic diet. If you have an excess of acetyl CoA, or if an excess of acetyl CoA is created from that oxidization, the breakdown of fatty acids, and the Krebs cycle is overloaded and can't handle it. So, again, like this is where we have so much water behind the damn wall that, you know, although we are generating electricity, there's still going to be an excess of water behind it, a reserve. And again, in our day to day life, this is a great thing. If you're a hydroelectric dam, you have an abundance of water to be able to keep on generating electricity. Great. You know, but in the human body can be great to a certain point. But again, if this Krebs cycle is overloaded and can't handle it, that acetyl COA is diverted to be able to create ketone bodies. Those ketone bodies can be served as a fuel source if glucose levels are too low in the body. Because again, we know that the brain is going to use ketones. The brain has an opportunity to be able to ketone, so does the whole body. So the ketones serve as fuel in times of prolonged starvation. And this prolonged starvation can either be inflicted or it can be created. So inflicted to me would be, you know, when food is insecure, when we don't have an abundance of food and we're forced into that starvation, you know, versus when we choose to go into that starvation because we want pro or we want prolonged fasting or we want intermittent fasting. So, again, this is that system where I say a lot of people, because they're so glucose driven, because they're drinking all these sugary drinks, very poor diet, diets high in sugar, simple carbohydrates, high in carbohydrates themselves, that people never really get in, you know, to the oxidization of these triglycerides. They never really have a, an efficient lipolysis system in the body. And what's the one thing that we do know about the body in its entirety? Well, if the body's not using a system or a process, it's like your phone. You know, like I only have an Android phone, so I don't know what it does with Apple. But if you don't use an app for a prolonged period of time, it puts that app into deep sleep and it sends a notification. Hey, you haven't used this app for a long time. We're going to put it into deep sleep. Now, if you tap on it, you'll reactivate it, but it's not, it's sitting dormant right now because you're not using it. Well, to me, that's like the system of lipolysis in the body. Well, most people are never using that system of lipolysis because they never give their body an opportunity to be able to do it. So the body puts it into deep sleep. And an easy analogy behind this one is just like, you know, how, you know, the bodybuilders, you know, taking, you know, testosterone, steroids. And saying, well, your balls are going to shrink. It's like if you're abusing testosterone, yes, your balls might get smaller. Your testes may get smaller if we want to be a little bit more polite. But that's only happened because you're using too much. You're shutting that system down. Because again, this is ultimately what I'm talking about right now is if you're doing too much of something or not utilizing something, if you're supplementing too much of something into the body, where you're not using a process in the body, your body's going to put it into a deep sleep mode. And we see this happening in the body. So, just a little bit a little bit of food for thought. And it's a it's a perspective that we think I think that we really need to start to understand how great the impact of this can be on the body. So, now you have information, whether or not that information is easy to absorb or understand. Again, maybe this is something that you need to listen to a couple of times to be able to get some information out of it. You know, but like that system right there, you know, between what I talked about yesterday, you know, with the amount of available units of energy of glycogen in the body, you have to go through all that glycogen in the body for this process of lipolysis to even start. So again, if you have, you know, Fifteen hundred units of glycogen energy in the body. Well, you need to use all fifteen hundred units of that energy. And again, let's take the basal metabolic rate completely out of it. Or again, let's give it a little bit of credit. Let's give the basal metabolic um, rate a fifty percent. So, say seven hundred and fifty of our BMR is uh, Seven hundred fifty calories of our BMR is going to come from that fifteen hundred units of energy from glycogen. Well, you still have to burn another 750 units of energy to be able to burn through the glycogen for lipolysis to even start. And this is where the amount of hours of activity really come into play. Because if you don't do this, that process will never happen. Because it's sitting dormant in the body. You put it into deep sleep because you're not using it. So there's a little bit of food for thought. I know it's a lot. I completely understand But there's a little bit of understanding about how we can burn energy in the body efficiently.